Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 121 for Wednesday, September 29th. I'm Alex Huey. I'm here today with Ray Estrada. And we've got a good show ahead today. We're going to keep it short and sweet. We're all about these wild card scenarios and I guess just possible playoff scenarios. It's not all wild card technically, but we have five days left of the regular season and it is going to be action packed. There are some really, really tight series teams are going to take their fate into their own hands. And we'll just kind of talk about it, about all of it. That's that's the plan. Like I said, we'll keep it short and sweet. Before we do, I just want to remind you guys, you should follow us at BeatTheShiftBP on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, because that's the best place to get in touch with us. We want to hear what you have to say about all of this MLB craziness leading into the playoffs. So uh, once again, at BeatTheShiftBP. All right, let's do this thing. Ray, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm 23 now. You are, yes. I should say happy birthday to you because you. it is it is a great, great occasion. We we had some fun. We we celebrated. Yeah. We celebrated twenty three pretty well, I would say. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Now now, now you're just twenty three, and there's nothing really more to it than that, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's just another year. All right, um, where to start? There's a couple different places we could start. The AL wild card is the the main event of these final five days, mainly because there are quite a few scenarios that could play out for ties, and we love our chaotic end-of-season ties, which then leads us to dig deeper into the rules, I guess, and in, in understanding, okay, what happens if three of these teams or four of these teams or however many end up tying? Ray, I'm going to defer to you as the official Jeff Passon tweet reader <laughs> <laughs> to go ahead and overview, like, one at a time, what the heck might happen uh, with, with some so, of these tiebreaker scenarios. So there is a possibility of a three, a four, and a five-way tie. Jeff Passan outlined the, the three and the four we discovered um, before we were starting that there could be a five-way tie. Um, uh, so this is – it took it some hits tonight based off of the results, but uh, this earlier today from Jeff Passan, that if the Blue Jays take two or three from the Yankees, which they've already lost one game, and sweep the Orioles – the Yankees take two or three from the Rays over the weekend. And the Red Sox went four of six against Baltimore and Washington. They've already lost one of those six. There will be a three-way tie at 92 and 70. So how this works with three teams tied for the AL wild card, uh, you need two. It's three teams for two spots. So the tiebreak this is from Jeff Passon. Tiebreak goes like this. Club A hosts Club B in the first game. And the winner gets the first AL wild card spot hosting the game. The loser then tra- then travels to Club C for the second game, and the winner gets the second AL wild card spot. Uh, so th- this is a very weird rule. So because the Red Sox won their season series against both teams, they get the first tiebreaker pick, and Toronto beat the Yankees, so they get the second pick. So that means that Boston could be whatever team it is in that scenario. 
And like he said, presumably they would be Club A, which gets a home game and two attempts at making the wild card game. Um, ah, so we do, Toronto... we do have opponent picking in yes. MLB rule structure. It, it exists now. There's no ESPN special. I don't believe ah, if this happens. No. Um, <laughs> but so like they they pick the slot they're in, not necessarily the opponent that they're playing. So Toronto has a second pick. So Toronto, it's actually I mean, according to pass is pretty interesting choice. Like they could be club B, um, which makes sense because you have two games to to get it. Um, but that would be two road games. Um, to to try and get it done. Or they could be Club C and host a loser who has already played an extra game 163. So that oh. is interesting if we get to that. It's not um, like A is better than B is better than C. Not at all. No, it's it's not ranked necessarily. It's like um, Boston is going to choose A. They're going to want to have a home game to start and then an extra shot at winning if they do lose. But well, I I think if you A and B are the better ones, I guess they I guess yes. they are in order because you really but, want but, two shots yeah. at make getting a wild card yeah. slot. Okay, I was stupid of me. Sorry. But, yeah, but th- but there is an interesting scenario where like Toronto might not want to travel to Fenway and then have to come off a loss and travel to Yankee Stadium. They do or die game. Yeah, but then, wanna. but they want to give themselves two yes. chances yeah. That's rather the logical than one. Choice, but yeah, but we're here for chaos, okay? Okay. So the four-way tie includes the Seattle Mariners, who have who are winning currently, and won last night. They need to win out. Um, they need to sweep, complete the sweep of the A's, and sweep the um, Angels over the weekend. So that would put them at 92 and 70 in a four-way tie. Uh, that would be two head-to-head matchups. Uh, Jeff Passon doesn't necessarily explain um, how everything uh, works, like what teams play each other. Uh, it might just be seeded by uh, like season series against each other. So I, I guess the less chaotic in terms of like how many games are going to be played teams aren't going to play multiple games to make the wild card, but Mm. that is still interesting. And he, I don't know if this is a five-way tie that he's talking about that we discovered, but he said the five-way tie on Reddit, which I assume included the A's. I I don't, because this was yesterday as well, so. Yeah. One whole day of separation. I assume that included the A's. Mm -hmm. So the five-way tie on Reddit is stupid and it won't happen. Um, He doesn't necessarily fully own it. It starts with Baltimore beating Toronto twice. Um, Oakland sweeping Houston, uh, Tampa Bay sweeping the Yankees, and all plenty of other ridiculousness. So, I mean, if that comes to fruition, that would be nuts. But uh, the five-way tie that we discovered is with the Astros coming back against the Rays tonight and with the Mariners hang on against the A's, the Mariners or the Astros' magic number sits at one at nine, with 92 wins. If the Astros lose out, um, losing – next two games to the Rays, and then getting swept by Oakland, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the Mariners win all those games. They get to 92-70. and 70. So we have five teams at 92-70, and 70, and two of those teams are tied for the Western Div- AL Western Division lead. So uh, 
presumably you have Seattle and Houston playoff for the um, for the West, and then you have a four way like playoff pretty much for the wild card right. spot. So that might be the maximum chaos scenario. Oh, it definitely that is, is. That is more likely to happen than probably the true maximum chaos scenario of the A's, Mariners, Blue Jays, Yankees, and Red Sox all being tied. Yeah. I I mean, it can happen. The thing is, here's I'm going to tell you the actual playoff scenario. It's the Yankees that are going to take that first wild card slot. They, they got off to a good start to beat the Blue Jays today. And the Mariners are going to storm in. And they're gonna take the second spot. The Red Sox are gonna choke against some easy I think matchups. I it's just because you're scared of playing like a no, 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 no. I believe in the Mariners. <laughs> uh, they would be an easier opponent, granted. <laughs> but I, I think you just, want I think you the Mariners want to, face, to get in there. I think you want to face Chris Flexen in a uh, wild card game instead of like Jose Barrios or something. Um, you know what? Yeah, that's fair. But I don't, like, for real, though, the Yankees do look like they're going to carry this momentum, especially if Don Carlo. They have turned it on, yeah. If Don Carlo keeps hitting one a day with runners on base. Don Carlo? No, did you? That's what I thought you said. That is what I said. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's his name. That's his nickname. Uh, Especially when he's hitting like this. And there's, you know, there's not a whole lot that, the Blue Jays, I think, uh, I think can do about him if he continues to be a problem. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a crazy rest of the series. I, I'm not like, comfortable at all, but uh, man, coming off of a sweep of the Red Sox on the road, there's no greater momentum to be carried than that. And Stanton, as I alluded to, homered in each of those games, had 10 RBIs in the series. And they were all they're all huge clutch home runs when they needed them most. So, so what you're saying is that playoff Stanton is peaking early. Playoff Stanton is here early this year and I, I said peaking early. He's here. He's arrived and we'll see how long he <laughs> stays. Hopefully for all time and eternity. But it's also possible. That that is his contract, to be fair. So Yeah. Yeah, I think it specifically states on there for all time and eternity that exact uh nomenclature so yeah i think you know it's huge for the yankees you talk about the keys to their success last year and that's something that will be interesting looking ahead to this year with teams like yes the red sox and the blue jays which they really don't have like repeated keys to success, right? That this is going to be a very fresh-looking team for both of, for both of these rosters going in. Like you don't know what you're going to get. But with these other teams, like the Rays or the Astros, or the White Sox, even the White Sox are also looking much beefier than last year. But we're going to have to look at how different those rosters are and what were the keys to their success because they're going to be different than last year even though they made it very far did very well in the playoffs without you know taking it all the way of course and they have to find a new set of guys potentially like i don't know if randy rosarena is just that guy in 
in October. Their entire playoff rotation is either not active or not on the team. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. There's that too. The Astros side is really uh, like also in their starting pitching. They, you know that lineup's really good. They have all the guys that are there every year in the playoffs. But then the starting pitching side, I don't even know if Zach Greinke's health is going to allow him to contribute. And even when he does, he's not quite as effective as he once was. And then you're running out other lesser-known commodities like like Urquidy, um, Luis Garcia, and um, I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, Framber Valdez. Framber Valdez. So not bad options at all, but it's just gonna be it's gonna be a little different for them than in years past. Oh, um, well, they they yeah. kind of rode Framber Valdez and Urquidy last year, didn't they? Dude, I like okay, yeah. Last year was it really is just their offense that just carries that that team and they get just enough out of their pitching staff. It's going to be interesting. Uh once once it's all said and done, then you really have to shift gears to look at okay, who looks good? Who looks poised to perform when they need it most? And a lot of times it does tend to be those teams that are fighting for their lives at the end of the season and playing you know, on the biggest really the biggest stage before the biggest stage uh, because the stakes are exactly the same your season's done if you lose on any given night and that's where we are we can point to well i, I don't know we'll, we'll we'll finish off the discussion on the american league too uh, before moving to the national league i guess i'll just ask you first between the the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Mariners. The A's really are not in it any longer, I believe. Yeah, the Mariners just beat the A's. So. It is final. The score is final. Okay, yeah. Yep. Between those four teams, which one do you think stands the best chance against the rest of the American League division leaders? I mean, it 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 has to be the Yankees, just the way they're built and the way their season has gone has been just like incredible hot streaks and incredible cold streaks. They're a team that has probably the most talent out of those four teams. Although the Blue Jays have, uh, I guess Ryu just went down, but some some decent starting pitching depth and a quality lineup as well. But the Yankees, uh, that lineup is unreal. And... um. But who knows? They hate playing in Tampa, so we'll yeah, there's that, that too. That might go in, in an LDS. Um, but yeah, I I think it has to be the Yankees. Although, like the the Blue Jays have probably the second most talented team, and then I don't know what goes on with the Red Sox and the Mariners are like the Mariners, despite the Mariners. Yeah, and I so the Mariners far and away, I, I don't know. Like the Yankees also are just playing very well, but the Mariners' magic is is un unprecedented you talk about their run differential versus their fun differential and you cannot see a a wider gap i totally forgot about that stat yep where where do they stand now let's let's go ahead and check in on them they're hovering um, so around they, the negative they got two they're hovering around the negative 50 mark but yesterday they, they did win today they did win big they did win big yesterday as well um 
So we'll check on that. Just a very negative run differential for this team. It was negative fifty two, I think of I think uh, as of last night. Wow. But like I said, that team just has the magic. Yeah, negative fifty two as of so negative fifty now. They've got Mitch Hanniger, who's homered twice last night and again tonight. Uh, and just in the month of September, Jared Kelnick has been huge. J.P. Crawford's been great. Ty France has picked it up again. Uh, just everybody. They, they've all gotten the job done, and they're not players who you'd maybe expect that from at any given time. It's kind of like what the Red Sox were doing earlier. The run differential standings are in the AL East. Uh, I'm just looking at this right now. Okay. The Rays are plus 191. That makes sense. Uh-huh. The Yankees are only plus 44. That also makes the sense. The Red Sox are, are plus 74. The Blue Jays are plus 172. And then the Orioles are minus 278. Oh, my God. <laughs> are they going for minus 300? I wonder what the worst run differential of all time is. That is easily Googleable. All right. Should be. Yeah. Some MLB stats that should be easy are terrible, but And then yeah, th- that's a good that's just good for framing where the Mariners sit now with what are they, negative fifty, you said? Negative fifty, yeah. On the nose, right there, with a shot technically at the division still. If the Astros lose out. Man oh man. They really I, I really don't know where they're gonna get their production from in the playoffs though. It has to just be pure magic because their starting pitching kind of starts and starts and ends with Marco Gonzalez. And then they have a, they have a pretty decent bullpen, but it's usually just not enough. Uh, so, you know, by that standard, I would say um, so that this they are still the weakest media. of those four. <laughs> I think the Orioles are safe from a record. Um, okay. The worst run differential in history was by the 1899 Cleveland Spiders oh. at negative 723. Oh. Oh, that's... They, they scored 529 <laughs> runs that year and allowed 1,252 runs. Is this, is this a 162 game? Uh, not in 1899. That might have been 154. What? It was a shorter season. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's that much drastic oh my god dude what an absolutely miserable team to must to, to have to run out there every day i wonder if they had days where they it just had like five or six guys show up because they were just so sick and tired of getting the crap beat out of them that they just they just like <laughs> th- lob the ball up there and score your 25 runs and, and get out of here Walk up when you're I mean, done. <laughs> that was back when teams had like three pitchers, so like th- that those ERAs must have been something. Now if you can we we can just go down a rabbit hole if if we want. <laughs> Eighteen ninety nine, Cleveland Spiders. Baseball reference. Their pitching, their team pitchings. Okay, they have six starters listed here. <laughs> and I'm gonna read down their their ERAs. Uh, this is it's not as Please bad as their names. Yeah, it's not as bad as you would think. I forgot for, this uh, is an era with a ton of just like defensive errors because like people weren't athletes. Yeah, there were like 
yeah, nobody had played baseball until they were like 25 years old and like, you're athletic. Let's let's <laughs> see how you do. All right. So Jim Huey, I guess based, this is by their, their ranking. I'll go in order of ERA, actually, to see if this helps. Um, the best ERA on their team, Jim Huey, with a 541 ERA. He had 30 losses on the season. His record was 4-30 in 36 and 34 games started. And 283 innings. Hey, all decisions. So he's putting up innings. Uh, that's true. That's true. And the... Uh, Alright, the second most... Or the second best ERA, I guess, is Charlie Knepper. Knepper? It's probably a silent K. Charlie Knepper with a 578 ERA. Alright, we're not so bad yet. And in 219 innings, 219 and two-thirds innings... Uh, only lost 22 games to four wins. <laughs> a little bit better. And yeah, that's that was that was him. And then Crazy Schmidt. That's his name. Crazy. There we go. There's an 1899 name. Crazy Schmidt put up a 586 ERA. Only 138 in the third innings. And 17 losses to boot. The two wins. So we're getting we're getting up there. And then we're we're gonna have a little bit of a jump here to Willie Setoff, who also not not a high innings total guy. There's not not a whole lot left in that department. Eighty six in the third, but at a six nine eight ERA, and that's pretty nice. Frank Bates had a hundred fifty three innings pitched and a seven two four ERA, and he went one in eighteen. So. This this must have just been an absolutely miserable season for this entire so don't feel lot. Too bad, Orioles fans. You you could have been alive in eighteen ninety nine with like I don't know what disease was that year. But... Well, their their record they finished twelfth in the National League, which I have to imagine is last place. They finished twenty <laughs> in one hundred thirty four. I reckon that's not good. <laughs> I'm no I'm no mathematician. But I don't think that's quality. They had an attendance. I I I would presume this is a total attendance of six thousand eighty-eight. Maybe maybe a total attendance with with that kind of performance, and uh, yeah, that's that's something right there. What's the wor- What's the worst Cleveland disaster? That team or the river catching on fire multiple times? Um, maybe one was the cause of the other. I I don't know. Um, it's, it's some truly horrible baseball and I'm glad we went down a rabbit hole, uh, mainly that, because that is a, that is a, uh, about a one thirty winning percentage. Yep. It could be worse is the moral of the story. <laughs> I'm, I'm also partially glad we went down the rabbit hole cause we didn't, we just didn't have a whole lot else to discuss really out no. of, out of all of this because the Cardinals can't stop fucking winning. Because yeah, the cart the Cardinals yeah. If we're moving to the NL side, it's a lot less interesting because the Cardinals clinched the second NL wild card today with their seventeenth straight win. Congrats to them. I wonder if they'll ever lose a game again this this year or ever. We'll see. And the Braves and Phillies played a huge game one of their their series, and the Braves took it. And they were already ahead. So now three games, well, three and a half games separating the Braves and Phillies. Uh, so the Phillies really 
it is do or die for them. This weekend, or one of them have a doubleheader this weekend. Um, they're at a half game. The Braves have an eighty-four and seventy-two record, and the Phillies have an eighty-one and seventy-six record. So the Braves Braves have have fewer games. Yeah. Anyhow, that is a huge series. The Phillies are probably just done if they lose tomorrow. Or I guess today, as of this podcast. So that's a huge it's a huge game. They lost their Zach Wheeler game. Charlie Morton. Who else? But uh good old Charlie Morton and I don't know, man. That that NL West, it's still still looking like the Giants are just gonna gonna hold on for dear life as they have they wrapped up their game today or are they still uh they still kicking away here no they're final today the giants uh finished off the diamondbacks today for their 103rd win and the dodgers finished off the padres in a closer to one game but they're at 101 and they are just gonna keep doing their thing and hope for the best and one of them's gonna have to play the Cardinals, which I don't know. How are you feeling about <laughs> how are you feeling about the situation now? Uh, the Cardinals was um, a traumatic team that I did not anticipate having to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's Devil Magic season, baby. And that's pretty much it for the National League. Um, yeah, I I guess really. This is this is all there is to do now is wait and and watch with great anticipation. I'm I'm gonna be watching like every single Mariners game going forward. I didn't even watch the Yankees game today. I, I was wa- I, I did watch the Mariners game though, or at least as much as I could of it. Uh because I don't know, man. I, I really just want them to make it so people can shut up about their, their playoff drought. And we can just move past it because they're they're a good team. They're not a great team. looks at their negative 50 run differential (laughs) but my god it's a fun team so i don't know enjoy some baseball the rest of this week we'll be back with you next time i would imagine with a full season recap we'll probably play stat game because i know for a fact that the other guys have not been keeping up with the uh the the player stats for sure ruby hasn't oh yeah that's true um we're calling them out they don't even know they're not gonna hear this but we're probably gonna play stat game to wrap up our season we'll look back at our postseason picks yeah at our postseason picks and i guess our other all our predictions are regular season predictions so we'll we'll look back at you know the bold predictions and everything else and we'll have a nice nice recap with with the whole gang hopefully next time we see you and yeah this is this is the time of year where if your team's in it you you watch with anticipation you bite your nails until they're gone and you just hope for the best there's nothing more you can do and if you don't have a team in there well you just kick back and enjoy enjoy some baseball it's it's all a lot of fun so yeah that is gonna do it for us today though anything else oh joe west is retiring we can celebrate that yeah let's go it's about freaking time man um yeah you 
I don't think he's been a terrible umpire his whole career. He doesn't have this. He started in 1976. Yep, that is, that is way back when. As a way, way older than we are. So, I mean, I guess he's done some good. Three all three. Yeah. Uh, most games umpired all time. He set that record earlier this year with over. Uh, where, where is he? He passed him. Uh, uh, over 5,300 games. It's probably like wow. 5,400 something now. Yeah. Yep. No, well, he's 68 years old. Um, three All Star games, three Wild Card games, bunch of Division Series, bunch of League Championship Series. I forgot the numbers that I counted earlier. And six World Series, most recently in 2016. So. And, and retiring not a moment too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Farewell and good riddance, kind of. Uh, that's if that was me, and I, it's fine. It's Joe West. He's at least fun i'd he's, rather he's heard Adrian worse and cb buckner aren't fun i'm sure he's he's heard worse so all right I also apparently astros fans just really hate him yeah all right i'm gonna i'm first we're, we're wrapping it up joe west you're not you're not stealing the show from us okay it's not the ump show we are going to see you guys <laughs> next time i would like to remind you again to follow us at the shift bp let us know what you thought of today if you're still here leave a rating, leave a comment, whatever you like. And yeah, that is it for us. Thank you, everybody. One last time. And as always, Ray, peace. peace.